welcome to this week's episode of The Known Podcast. I'm Liz Burns, and this week we have Tiffany Thanor on to talk about leading where you are. We'll be right back. Welcome back, friends. Okay, something you can know about me. Um, that might explain the perkiness. I'm a morning person, all right? I know some of you are booing, hissing, throwing things, unsubscribing. No, don't unsubscribe. But I just naturally feel perky and happy in the morning. And I have just found out my daughter, Ella, who is seven, inherited the morning person gene. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not, guys. This morning, she busted in. She does, They don't have to get up for school until seven. But this morning, she busted into my room at like 6.15 doing dances, fully awake, just happy as a clam. Um, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, because there's going to come a day when I want to sleep in and she's not going to let me. Um, you know, any tips or tricks for figuring out how to help her sleep later, uh, let me know. <laughs> Hit me up and we'll be right back. And we are back with Tiffany. Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. Tiffany, I know you and we've been friends for a good while. We're both Southeastern um, ladies. But will you tell our listeners a 30-second blurb about you? Yes. Well, I'm Tiffany and I am a mom of three. Mm -hmm. One, three, and six. Oh my. (laughs) We don't get any sleep. Um, So living off of coffee. And I am a teacher. I own a company called Wonder Here, an educational facility. And I love to eat coffee and eat pizza and not cook at home. Um, First of all, pizza. So you already on the podcast, people know the main things I love are dogs and pizza. So there you go. Well, I (laughs) I think I got it. I know you are a pet free home currently, but you have plans with your school to have like a farm, right? Like what kind of animals can I be soon coming to meet and pet? Yes. We (laughs) plan to have all of the animals, uh, every four legged thing that we could possibly care for and not kill. So we'll see. Um, But, you know, hens, goats, chickens, chickens and hens are the same thing. We have much to learn. I mean, not in my, in my mind, you could tell me and I I wouldn't know, but that's all the things. I, I can't wait to come and pet them all. Yes. Um, What did you speak about at the Known Conference? Um, I spoke about leadership. Um, The title of my talk was Lead Where You Are. Hmm. And what does that mean? What does it mean to lead where you are? Well, um, the, the conversation that we had in our room was just really about leadership in general and the idea that leadership is not like a, a title mm. or like a crown you get to wear, hmm. um, but it's a posture and a character and that wow. we all should be leaders wherever wow. we are. So it might not be in your workplace. You might not be at the top of your chain, wow. but in your home, in your church, you know, in your community, wherever you are, wherever, every room that you enter that you should be displaying leadership. And we talked about what that means. Wow. That, that's actually huge. I think, um, being in ministry, you see a lot of people who, you know, come and they want the title Yeah, and they, you know, sort of want what that is, but it's, you know, like you said, a posture. I love that yeah. word when you said that to the, to describe it. What is 
what does that look like for you right now? How are you, what positions of leadership are you in? Yeah, I, and I think it's really funny that a lot of people really want to be a leader. Mm. And <laughs> <laughs> you and I know, right? Yes, and you think that leadership is something that you, you know, that's like where you're all ascribing to be, like mm. have this known title of being a leader. But once you receive a position of leadership, you might want to give it back. It's really <laughs> not great. True talk. We're having real talk here yeah, on this really podcast. Yeah, it's really not great. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but to me, like being a leadership is really, it's when it's not about you, when you mm-hmm. move your motivation from about you and about being known just and being seen, but about knowing other people and being able to uplift their own gifts wow. and being able to make space for other people in whatever room you're in. So wow. leadership where it's not about you anymore, it's about other people and being able to bring out their, the best in others. Wow. That's, that's huge. Um, I think you nailed it when you said when people are looking for leadership, they want the elevated platform, right. not self-sacrifice, right. which is a huge part of leadership, isn't it? Yeah, good leadership. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And you haven't know. we all encountered both brands? We sure have. Good and bad leadership. Yeah. Do you, okay, so you're a wife, you're a mother, right. and you're a business owner. Like, as a woman, do you feel there's been unique challenges as being a woman in those roles? Sure. I have a unique personality. I don't know if... We talked about this too in our talk that we did. We talked about Enneagram. Woohoo! And Wait, so, what's your Enneagram number? Well, I'm an Enneagram eight. Oh, <laughs> so, she's an eight. Watch yes. out, SOS. But no, I'm so. joking. We love our eights. I love my eights. I know. I've had people say, like, I've never met an eight that I like. Besides no, you. No, <laughs> no, you. eights are awesome because you know what they are thinking. Yeah. So I think it makes leadership a lot easier for me than another person yeah. um, who has a different personality type. Okay. I, um, so leadership. I and at home, my husband is a nine. Okay. So he is a peacemaker. Yeah. So I like to I and I always say I don't I don't love conflict, but I love conflict resolution. Ooh. And what a good way to spin it. <laughs> yeah. So because I love conflict resolution, I don't have a problem with bringing things to the table to talk mm-hmm. things out. So at home, that can look differently. At work, <laughs> I am the only eight in our in our whole program, oh our my. school. You know, we have a lot of nines, oh um, which are wonderful to work with, yeah. but they can easily become kind of like doormats if you yeah. don't like, I have to like make sure I, as a leader in our program, that I sure. can step back and make space for other people. Yeah, let their I, voice exactly. be heard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why did you start a school? Like, where did that all come from? Did you study, you know, at good old SEU and think, I'm going to start an alternative style of school one day? No, I think it comes down to my personality. I've always been a bit of a rebellious person, and the <laughs> Lord has been working on that um, for, you know, 30 plus years. <laughs> 30 working. something. Yeah, we're yeah. not saying. What, no, we're still yeah. working on it. Um, but because I've, you know, at Southeastern, I was an elementary education major. I plan on becoming a teacher. I was going to die in a classroom is where we, <laughs> I had all my plans. Um, and I taught for eight years in public school. Loved it. But just identified there were just some broken pieces I couldn't fix inside of the classroom. And I didn't have, I didn't have enough of a platform to make the kind of changes I was not allowed to do. So we decided to make our own school and be able to test out our theories on Mm -hmm. education. And so we kind of use our program, Wonder Here, is like an incubator of ideas. And we strip it down and do it over and we break it down and we try it. We just keep working until we find something that works really well. And I think we're at a good spot, but it's six years in the making. Wow. Um, but it's been great. It's been a 
a learning curve, you know, and it's hard to be a leader inside of that with so many women, all women in wow. our school, not one man. We would love to have some men teachers. <laughs> men, if there's a brave man, first of all, listening to the podcast, yeah. which first of all, you are welcome Wonderful. Um, here, but hey, you know, go check out Wonder Here. They're looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find good male teachers, yeah. but we need them. Our kids need yeah. male teachers. But yeah, um, I know it's yeah. been a, a learning curve. So tell people who may not be familiar, what makes Wonder Here different? Um, so we just prescribed a different philosophy of education. We uh, do school very differently. We uh, most of our kids are part time, so that's different. That we ha- they have a flexibility of time. Their parents usually, at least one of their parents, works from home or okay. homeschools, so they leave part time or they only do a few days a week, okay. so that they can spend most of their time at home. Um, and we follow a finished model of education, which is a little bit more unconventional. It's just peacefully paced. We wow. are not rigorous. We are intentional. Finish like from Finland. Yes. Okay. Well, Finland. I you were saying finish, like oh, F-I-N-I-S-H. No, no. Yes, no, like no, you no. have to finish, finish your country. work. Like, okay. Finland, the country. Like Finland, okay. Yes, well, they're the number one schooling system in the world. Really? You know, they outscore us by quite a bit. We're like 37 last time we wow. took the test. But they do things that's very countercultural. So they okay. don't even begin teaching reading and math till you're seven. Wow. You know, and we, you know, in America, we want our kids to be reading by four and five where you're oh, Yes. Oh, yes. You know? We went through that with my daughter, you know, and it was like I was I was feeling like, you know, I'm like a grown woman, but they, yeah. she was in kindergarten, you know, struggling to read. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like my friend's kids are reading and like yeah. what's going on? And I remember having a friend being like, she is not behind. No, like, she'll she, be fine. Yeah, she'll yeah. be fine. She'll she get reads there. great now. Yeah. Like, I promise she won't be illiterate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But it is it's I think sometimes it's our own like perceptions. And that's hard as a parent just sure. to like, I don't know. I think it's we take way too much like credit for our kids good yeah. and then like i think i think it was lisa turkhurst who said this it was so freeing to me but she's just like we give ourselves too much grief yeah. over their faults and flaws like yeah. so if our kids having a tantrum we're like what did i do i'm bad as a parent you know but then we take too much credit yeah. when they come home with straight a's we're like yeah. oh i'm really nailing it <laughs> <laughs> really i'm awesome i'm giving you great genes yeah, yeah and it's it's usually not at all that cuz you can i mean i have three kids right yeah. you do have three kids we i've raised them all the same i mean yeah. i'm the same as a mom, but they're completely different. Yeah, they're their own people. They're their own people. Yeah. So, okay, what is your biggest challenge as a leader in the workplace? Um, being, you know, a woman, a strong woman. I know your team, you said, is mostly women, but what has been your biggest challenge um, trying to figure that out? Yeah, I think being a woman. People might expect you to be emotional, overly emotional, (laughs) make irrational decisions, you know, a little bit hasty, you know, and it might not give you enough credit Mm. um, as a woman in leadership. And I mean, I know a lot of fierce women who do amazing things, big, big mountain moving things, Mm. you know? So I think, I don't know, it's just empowering and to uplift our teachers, you know, like we you know, even though I guess technically I'm in leadership over them, we, it just doesn't feel like that. It's very collaborative. They are, we just say that like, you're the CEO of your classroom and, you know, just nice. empowering women in general, I think has been really awesome. Nice. How does that tie in? Like you're a Christian first, yeah. you know, before you're anything, how does that, how do you bring that, you know, label of leader under the mantle of also being a Christian, because as a Christ follower, we're hearing a lot of things about like die to yourself and, mm-hmm. and and do these different things. So in some ways it almost feels counter to then this mantle of leadership, but it, it, it can work, right? So how does it, yeah. how does it line up? 
Um, well, good old Southeastern. <laughs> I, well, all of the years I spent there and in, in leadership there with their worship department, just um, being taught, and I know, you know, just mm. servant leadership was like the mm. on brand. It was like ingrained into mm. every single thing. Um, I was in What something. is servant leadership? Yeah. Well, well, there's that Jesus fountain yes, <laughs> in that's the right. middle that's of right. the campus. Yes. Um, but I remember that they did like the whole ceremony of the ribbon cutting, and it was all just like mm. that perfect example. Yeah. You know, a biblical example of Jesus being a servant leadership. You wow. know, he is literally like God in skin. And he would bend down and wash feet, mm. you know, um, and just taking that same posture and whatever, you know, platform or just even not a platform, just the spaces that you take up um, being a leader. And it's not really about you at all, but being able to elevate other people and bending yourself, making yourself loved, make others great, um, making yeah. space for them. Yeah. Know. What do you say to the woman who's listening who is in the phase of life where she is, say, I say just, I don't mean just, but I say just at home right now with her kids. Yeah. Is she leading? And if so, how does she make that feel like, you know, leadership to her when yeah. she feels just honestly stuck in monotony and rut? I mean, I've been there. Yeah. I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years before I got back into the workplace. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you, what do you say to her? Oh, we love those mamas, they are they are doing a great big work, yes, and it is yes. hard and it is not glamorous. Mm. I work from home, um, like three out of the five work days. You know, mm. we spend most of our time at home. We try to, but it is not glamorous. There's lots of diapers and tantrums <laughs> and lots of things. But you just have to remind yourself, you know, you're growing a person, you know, yeah. and so that is. When you think about leadership, you know, it's not the big movements, you know, that might yeah. be very public, but you are shaping character and mm. you're walking along some and you're growing, a, you're growing a person and loving someone to life, you know? Yeah. So that is, there's nothing more important than that. It's true. It is leadership. I mean, if For leadership sure. is affecting a person, right, yeah. then nowhere in my life. I mean, I could stand on the stage at Access week after week and yeah. talk to thousands, but no one has been more directly led exactly. by me than my kids. No, you taught him to talk yeah. and walk and you're showing him love. Of course, they said love. dad first. Of course. How dare. But, right. um, and look like my husband, which is very love. upsetting. After I gave birth to them, all of the nine pounds. Out babies. of your body. That's another day. That's yes. another day. Another podcast. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think we... Um, you know, we have twisted the idea of leadership. It's something we covet. It's something we want. But then when we get to it, you know, the world says, step on who you have to step on. Yeah. You know, the world says it's about influence. And that's been a huge part of the known, what I say, movement. I just mean yeah. this idea of known. When God put it in my heart, it was women are being told, find influence, be influencers, be influential. Sure. Women are told, find prestige. And really what I gather from scripture is the best thing we could do for women, for future women. You know, mm. we have daughters, right? So it's like the best thing we can do for the ladies is to be known, fully yeah. known. Because if I am fully known by God yeah. and by others, I don't have to find influence. I don't have anything to prove. I don't right. have to compete. I'm just known. And, and I'm living through that and in freedom. And on our topic, wouldn't that make me a better leader yeah. to live fully known? Because then I'm not you know, using my position of leadership as um, my need for affirmation, which yeah. I think it can turn into yeah. for some. You know, I need to lead because I will feel important. Yeah. But it, it's not that. It's I'm leading because I'm truly living out my divine um, 
assignment. And you give other people permission too yeah. when they see you leading and living a life fully known, then yeah. you know, other people are given permission to do the same thing. Yeah. What about the term natural born leader? Mm-hmm. Like are because it does seem like people some people have like a propensity to lead. Sure. But the idea being that everyone could be a leader, everyone can be um, you know, in some capacity leading, like you said, whether they're home sure. like your topic was lead where you are. Exactly. So wherever that is. Yeah. But I mean is yeah. that a thing? Are some people naturally born to lead? Is that a thing? I mean, I think there are some characteristics of leadership that people kind of like naturally ascribe to leaders. Sure. Like, you know, you're a good public speaker sure. or, you know, people tend to like follow your example. Mm-hmm. You might take up a lot of space in a room with your personality. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the leaders that I find to be the most influential mm-hmm. are the quiet ones. You know, they don't I have agree. a huge platform. They're the, they're quiet mm-hmm. in their leadership and they... Um, yeah, and the way that they move and the way that they speak and care for other yeah. people is not loud yeah. or showy, very quiet, and those are yeah. powerful people. It, it's been a life lesson for me, Tiffany, because I remember really feeling like I had to prove myself in leadership. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that was being a woman, if that was just my own insecurity, but I really thought, I mean, I need to prove myself as a leader. And meanwhile, I think all the trying made it so much worse. Yeah. You know, because it comes across as you're trying too hard. Like, sure. You know, I remember my husband saying to me one day, you're you a leader just by your natural, like just because yeah. that's who you are by nature. But you don't have, when you're doing these things like trying so hard, it doesn't come across as leadership. It comes sure. across as, you know, insecurity. Yeah. And um, so I think for all our people listening, like know that wherever you are, I think a huge thing, a huge first step I would say for leadership is don't try to be a leader. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it's not worth it. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> and not even, not even entitled, but I mean no. like, you know, when you go into a room and say, I'm going to lead this, like, sure. I just think it goes badly. Yeah. You know, I think look around. We talk about voice, how we yeah. all have a voice and like the definition of voice is just who's listening. Sure. Well, who currently right now is listening to you? Yeah. You know, if you said, I want to be a leader, where do I start? Well, currently who's listening to me? That's good. Yeah. You know, and it's like, start there, right? Yeah. Like if it's your kids, like we said, if you're just feeling like you're in this home rut, well, start there. Yeah. Be the best leader you can be there. Yeah. You know, if you're a teacher, if you are, you know, even if you're working from home, do your best in that position. That makes mm-hmm. you a leader one way or another. And and don't try. Yeah. People but, are watching, you know, whether you oof. want them to or not, they are watching. More than we think. Yeah. <laughs> also your phone. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's another podcast for another day. I mean, we want you to keep listening. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would be if you could pass on to our listeners currently in leadership roles? What would be just some great final thoughts for like good ways to remember and sort of frame out leadership for themselves? So on those days when they feel beaten down and yeah. defeated and saying like, I don't think I'm doing a good job as a leader. What's kind of gotten you through on the harder days? Yeah, um, I don't know who said it. I think it might have been like the guy from Nike, but <laughs> someone really has a really big platform um, in leadership. But he says, you know, just asking yourself those two questions, like what should you start doing and what should you stop doing? Hmm. Um, and so we ask our team that. I ask myself that. Sometimes I'll write it down. Or like when we're like kind of in a, str- we're just kind of struggling, I'll just say like, what should I, what, what am I doing that I should stop doing? Hmm. And that could be, you know, very practical or, you know, hmm. otherwise. And what should we start doing? And asking your team that, the people that are, under you in leadership asking them and because like I said like our leadership is not about you and just about amplifying your own ideas but just being a being able to make space for other people and so when you ask someone you know what should we start and stop doing they might have really great ideas better Mm. than yours um and then that can move you forward um get you out of a rut but that's what we do 
I love that. I love that. What am I need doing that I need to start doing today? And what am I doing right now that I need to stop? I love that. Tiffany, thank you for coming to talk to us. You are welcome here anytime, yeah. particularly when you can bring your cows. Okay, great. <laughs> you may not want them here specifically, but and don't don't you don't know that. Wonderful. I mean, I'm really animal friendly here okay, at the Known Podcast. <laughs> we will be right back, friends. Welcome back, friends, and it's time for Know It, the part of our show where we tell you something this week we think you should know about. This week, I'm not bringing you something necessarily super name brand or particular, but just an idea that has been going on in our family, the Burns family, for several years. We call it Christmas Light Night, and what we do is jump in the car with our cups, portable cups, of hot chocolate, and we go around and find the best neighborhoods with the best Christmas lights put our radio on to Christmas music, and of course, stash some candy canes somewhere. You'll need that for the hot cocoa and otherwise. It has just wind up being the most simple and yet cheap holiday memory. Sometimes we stress and do all these big things for our kids, but this has been one of the things my kids wind up treasuring for sure year after year. So go make your own Christmas light night. We'll be back. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. My thanks to Tiffany Thanor for being here. And listen, you can help us out by sharing about this podcast. Spread the word, subscribe, share it on your social media, let people know you're listening. And we will see you guys next week. Never forget, you are known and loved by God. Bye-bye.